You know, sometimes people ask me, hey, Matt, I want to work for a startup. Which type of startup should I work for? And they're asking to know, like, which startups do I think are going to be the biggest, right? The ones that end up like Google and Facebook. When I actually don't think this is how potential startup employees should be looking at where they work. Yes, they want to join a company that's up to the right, that's growing really quickly. But one thing I think that is kind of overlooked many times is the culture fit. And how are you able to determine if there might be a culture fit or team fit before you even join the team? Well, I found something that actually enables you to do this, and it's called JobServe. JobServe gives you the edge that you need to understand your personal work style and how that affects the job you do and those you work with. Ultimately, you fill out their assessment, then you're able to see, oh, this is my work style and I gel with these types of people or this type of team, and this is the type of team that I may not gel with. For example, I took the assessment, and there's a few things that I learned. One. My temperament is I'm a driver. My primary tendency is to take control of situations. I prefer more of an independent approach with an emphasis on persistence, pragmatism, and a strong will. What's my leadership tendency? It's relationship-based. I prefer to focus more on relationships in order to support and motivate others, whether the individuals report to me or not. These are things that I've learned where if I ever in the future wanted to work for a startup, I would keep these in mind. Would I want to work for a startup that doesn't like drivers, doesn't want independent-minded thinkers? Well, if that's the case i wouldn't work there right and i now know that because i've taken this quiz so for you if you are thinking of breaking into startups you want to understand what startup would be a good fit for you i highly encourage you to go to jobserve.com that's j-o-b-s-u-r-v.com take the assessment and learn more about yourself so you understand what team would be the best fit for you and how about this after you take the assessment email me matt at mattsherman.com let me know what your results are and i bring a couple of you onto the podcast to chat with me about your results and what that means and what types of startups might be a good fit so if you are interested in understanding yourself better and more importantly understanding what type of startup is the best fit for you on a cultural level on a team fit level, go to jobsurv.com, take the assessment, and email me at matt at mattsherman.com, and maybe I'll pick a couple of you to come on the podcast and chat about your results. And note, if you're an employer, this is for you too. You can use JobServe ultimately to make sure the people that you hire are aligned with you culturally and a team fit. That is jobsurv.com. Check it out. Email me once you fill out the assessment, and maybe I'll have you on the podcast. Now let's get into today's episode. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical skill yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. 
All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Kimberly Jollison, who is the founder of Villy. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Good. How are you? Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. I'm doing well. As mentioned, drinking some coffee, getting ready you know, to have a, have a great day. And it's starting with a bang with this interview. For people that don't know what you're working on with Vili or have, haven't heard of it before, can you kind of share what you're working on? Yeah, so Vili creates um, products and games to help expecting couples or expecting parents connect with their friends and family online to raise money and support. Well, that's awesome. Um, can you kind of share um, a little about potentially some of your products, how it works if someone was to try out what you're building, kind of what would that look like? Yeah, so our first product is, and what sparked it all, is called the Gender Reveal Game. Um, and Gender Reveal Game, genderrevealgame.com, allows expecting parents to raise money with their gender reveal announcement. So essentially, it allows them to get their friends and family to guess the baby's gender. Um, with cash plays. There's winners, there's prizes, but ultimately the expected parents win. Um, and since our launch Mother's Day of last year, we have helped thousands of parents raise hundreds of thousands of dollars with the game. I think this is so creative. When I when I first saw this online, I'm like, wow, this is like, I've definitely never seen anything else like it. I have, so a couple of questions. As someone who is um, you know, I'm right now I'm engaged. Um, we'll get married in the next couple of years once COVID settles down, then we'll at some point have kids. And then, um, and then I'll kind of be thinking about all of this, right? Like gender reveal, but like, I'm not in right now. I'm a little young for that. So I might have some questions that are slightly like obvious or like naive. So when you're mm-hmm. raising, when these people are raising money, um, for um for through this product is it for like them to invest in like houses or the the baby or the kid or is it like like can you kind of describe i guess how that money flows and also like how do people how do they raise money do people like bet on if it's a boy bet on if it's a girl kind of i'd love to learn a little bit more how it works i guess yeah so our mom our parents and i usually i sometimes say moms because 95 percent of our uh, parents are moms um but we do have some dads (laughs) Um, But our parents raise money for a variety of things. Um, For the baby fund, a lot of them are raising money for the baby fund. A lot of them are raising money now because of the struggles they're facing with COVID um, and the financial crisis that revolves around that. Um, But typically, moms, parents raise money for the baby fund. So diapers or extra baby essentials. Um, We do have a growing segment of parents who are actually raising money for a good cause outside of themselves, which I love. And I think that is... It's growing because of, again, the current climate, and and I love that, and that's why I love this demographic that I serve. Um, so yeah, so that that answers the question on like what these parents are raising money for, and how it works is each parent gets a unique link, and they share that link with their friends, family, colleagues, OnlyFans, wherever. Um, as many people they can get on, usually the more they can raise, um, and then friends and family will go on and make their guess, boy or girl, and then pay to play. The amount they play is actually set by the parents, right? So some parents are very scrappy and they do $5 a play, but then really get the word out. Others are like, listen, it's $20 a play, $100 a play. Um, And these games usually have awesome prizes for the game winner. Um, So at the end of the game, the the parent will enter the baby's gender. We, the app, will randomly pick a winner who guessed right to win a prize. And then all the contributions go to 
the expected parents. That's how it works. Well, that's awesome. I, I, I have to ask, I mean, this is, as I said, it's such a creative idea, such a creative concept. How do you come up with it? And I guess we'd love to hear a little bit about the origin story um, for, uh, for this specific uh, product or website. Yeah, so the origin story. So when I was pregnant with my first child, um, my husband's family at the time hadn't had a baby girl born in 20 years. Okay, so every year there's a baby and every year it was a boy. It's like family birthday parties are insane with 20 boys. Um, so when I was pregnant, my mother-in-law went out and bought all boy clothes. Like she just insisted, she just knew it was a boy before we actually found out what the gender was. Um, so one day I'm sitting around with her opening up gifts and I asked her, I was like, you know, would you bet on whether it's a boy? Like, are you that confident? And she said, yes, she would. And that's what sparked the idea. So for my gender reveal, instead of having a party, instead of the balloons, um, I created my MVP. What I didn't know was an MVP at the time. <laughs> but I essentially had people PayPal me um, if, with their guests in the description, whether boy or girl. And I had this little gif that I made on Canva that I sent to everyone to give them more information on how it works. And then actually at the baby shower, we picked one winner out of a hat and gave them a Fitbit. Um, but in return, I had raised over $800 um, with this game. Um, I had a few of my friends do the same and they were each able to raise at least $300. So I figured, light bulb moment, if they could do this in one place, they should be able to raise more, right? And that was always my goal, helping them actually raise the funds that they need for their baby. Um, but yeah, that was the origin story. And my mother-in-law was right. We ended up having a boy. So still no boy, year 21. <laughs> we're still waiting for the girl. One thing I'm interested to know about is you mentioned like you built an MVP before you even knew what an MVP was. But James, you weren't like following startup theory. You're just building something and seeing if people want it, right? That's kind of how these like things are supposed to start. Um, but you got, you got a large group of people that almost are too based on theory, like MVP, this many interviews, this many this, this many that, et cetera. What, what, what did you learn from your process of starting this and not, not actually knowing like the actual steps that are supposed to happen, but just doing it. Um, what have you learned from that? And kind of what would you suggest um, new founders do? Do you think there's, there's a beauty to just, you know, like winging it and just building without realizing as you should they follow a theory or is it kind of somewhere in the middle? I think definitely somewhere in the middle um, because even though I started naively and not knowing anything about startup per se, particularly tech startups, um, you have to learn quickly, right? You have to, you, you do end up falling into learning and somewhere, somehow end up on VC Twitter and, <laughs> and really starting to learn the process of how startups work. But I think for the first time having it happen organically is nothing, right? I didn't have to get, there was no race to get play. They just instantly got in played. Uh, it was super easy, right? There was no having to cut down features because we wanted to be as simple as possible from the beginning. And I didn't know that was a tactic. It was just, it just made sense. Like the, easy you make, the easier you make it, the less rules and the easier it is to play. So I think definitely a combination of both. But in the beginning, if you could strip out all of startup talk and all of startup world and just focus on the customer and the product and how you want people to feel, for me, it was that smile the moms got every single time she got a play, right? Every time her phone went ding and those $5, that like excitement, that is what drives me. So I think it, it's really focusing on how you want your customer to feel in the beginning. 
And speaking of customers and prospective users, so do you find that when you're looking for customers, people to use this, um, you need to like, educate them on like what this is, how it works, like because that's kind of a new, like a, a big shift. Or do, do do some people, some parents, just kind of get it? They're like, oh my gosh, like I've been trying, I've been hacking this together on on my own. I'm glad this exists. Like how how much education needs to come into the and come into play as you kind of spread the word about this and evangelize it? Yeah. So you know, humble brag moment. Um, we've gotten really good at customer acquisition, right? And that's because we start with the value prop. Like it's, it's moms will, will, our parents will engineer how it works or figure out how it works. Um, but we just start with the value prop, raise money with this fun online free game, right? And that just starting with what they will get, starting with, you know, their biggest problem, whether it's raising money for themselves, raising money for their baby, wanting to do good in the world, um, that is enticing. And then we can educate them later, right? So once we get them hooked on the value prop, then we are sending them emails on how to play rules, best practices. Um, and so I think that has been what has been our trick to getting people to sign on to this new idea. Um, not necessarily new, right? Because people do want to give, right? GoFundMe has kind of opened up this, this world where consumers understand that their community has and their community wants to help when needed. Right. Unfortunately, though, with GoFundMe, it's usually the extreme cases, right? When you break a leg or someone passes away. So we, what we're doing is we're kind of opening that up to more, you know, engaging ways to, to, to engage your community to help. What is a day in the life of, of the founder of this company? Are you, are you spending time shipping code, talking to customers, raising capital? What's a, what's a day in the life, um, you know, uh, for, for you building this company? Yeah. So I have two co-founders and they're the technical arms, right? So they manage a lot of the products. So usually our day ends, my day ends with connecting with them and trying to figure out products and talking about the day. But in the beginning of the day, literally I open my eyes and I go on Facebook and I'm answering questions. <laughs> I'm answering DMs and questions and rules on how to play and how to cash out and so my first bulk of my day is is talking to my my parents, and I actually love that. I would not change that for the world, right? Because they're again the forefront one doing this. So my day starts with customer service. Um, the second half of my day is content. So again, to, to what you say about customer acquisition, the reason why we've gotten really good at customer acquisition is because we are um, have gotten really good at making and sending out content particularly on Pinterest, that's our secret sauce. Um, so the next block of my day is dealing with, you know, content, getting our blog posts up, making sure our Instagram and Facebook, everything looks good. Third half is the business half, right? So that's fundraising, we are currently fundraising. Um, then it's the how much checking, how much are we growing, what's our revenue the day before, our numbers, and then it ends with me talking to my team. So that's, that's kind of our day. It's been like that for a good couple months now, so. Yeah. I, I, I kind of am interested to hear your secret sauce of, um, you mentioned Pinterest. Uh, I don't go to on Pinterest super often. I do know it's kind of like a hidden, it's like a, like a hidden, you know, what, what's what, like a hidden realm for customer acquisition, depending on your market. But can you educate me on how how you use Pinterest and like if someone's listening that's tackling a similar type of market, similar type of end user, like how can people use Pinterest to help move their business along? 
Yeah, so Pinterest is a very visual platform, but I, saying that now doesn't seem like a surprise because I, I guess all the platforms have become a visual platform, like Instagram, Facebook, etc. Um, but the reason why we found Pinterest to be our secret sauce is one, we tried out all the platforms first, right? So we did Facebook, we did Instagram, we did Twitter, all of them, right? I, I think it's important for you to test out all of them to see, because you, you never know which one will be the one to stick, right? Um, and for us, it ended up being Pinterest because that's where our moms go to find inspiration. It's just somewhere where our consumers spend a lot of time. There, We have found that some of our, our users have never been on Pinterest, but the moment they find out they're pregnant or buying a new house, that's the first place they go. So, right, so we want to be where they are. Um, so that, for us, that's Pinterest. And also, from the last statistic I saw, over 90% of their users are women. Right up our alley, over 90% of our users are women. Um, and um, Pinterest is great because I have found that it is the only platform that takes the user directly from your piece of content, whether it's a video, a photo, whatever your content is, straight to the product that you're trying to sell, right? There's no link in bio, there is no click here and then a funnel. It takes you to directly where you want them to go. Um, and taking out that step for us has, has proven to work because again, I'm already leading with the value proposition, right? Raise money, I'm interested, click, this is exactly how you do it, done. So I, I, I really love Pinterest, um, it has definitely worked for us. And yeah, I, I suggest anyone with a product company or um, a consumer product definitely at least tests out Pinterest. And let's say you find that, you know, 10 more Pinterest equivalents for customer acquisition, you, you blow up, you know, over the next five, 10 years. Um, and you raise, you know, as much capital as you want. What does that look like um, in a decade once you've built the company you want to you wanna build at scale? Or I guess another way to phrase the question is what's your vision um, and kind of what direction are you rowing in? Right. So the gender reveal game is the first product. We're currently raising to build out the baby shower game. So our goal is to hit up all the milestones, right? So from the time a woman finds out she's pregnant, it's the pregnancy announcement, the gender reveal, the baby shower, the first birthday. Those are all the key milestones that every mom looks forward to. Um, and that's, that's, that's what we're building product for. Vili will be, and the, the idea of Vili, the name came about because it's, we, we dubbed it to mean the virtual village, right? So one thing that I noticed, and I'm West African, um, my family is from Ghana. And when that, that saying, it takes a village to raise a child, we live by that. It's not just a saying, we live by it. So I joke and I say, I didn't give my, my child a bath till he was almost one because the village did it. You know, everyone stepped in to help out. Um, and I want to be able to do that for more moms. And to do that, I want to build a product um, which will allow friends and family to really step in and help during that time. And Vili will be the place to do that. You want to give to the baby shower, you do it in the Vili. You want to see pictures of the baby's first tooth, you do that at the Vili. <laughs> um, a safe and secure place to kind of virtually raise this new bundle of joy. I love that. That's a, it's a great story behind the name. And to, to make that happen, um, you know, you'll, you'll need some help, right? Like you'll need, you'll need parents, you, you might want investors, you'll need employees, all this, but, but you'll, what you'll definitely need help from is help from the forward thinking founders community. So for my last question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you, you mentioned your fundraising, are you, are you hiring? Are you looking for users? How can, how can the community assist? 
you know what? I think just staying in touch, right? I think, you know, some of the best inspiration I've gotten is from another founder tweeting a hack that they did that worked for them. And I'm like, wait, that works? Let me try it. <laughs> so I think, you know, one, networking vertically, you know, hitting me up, hitting you up. Let's meet, let's have virtual coffee. Let's, let's brainstorm. Let's do a customer acquisition call to test out some new different ideas. I think, I think for me, that's in the space I am. I'm still very early. So we are actively trying to create and, and be creative and, and get our word out. And so I think the best people to think differently to be able to do that are other founders. Um, that and intros to anyone who thinks Vili could be a, a, a support to them. Anyone in the baby space, anyone in the mommy space, anyone selling a CPG product for a baby or moms, please come in contact. We have thousands of moms within our network. We would love to partner. And the last question is, if someone did want to reach out, um, they wanted to connect, how can they find you? What's, what's your URL? Are you on social media? You know, you mentioned Twitter. Are you, uh, do you have an email people can email? How can people get in touch? Yeah, so I am Kim Jolasun at K-I-M-J-O-L-A-S-U-N on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, those are the best places to find me. I'm always on there um, talking to other founders and customers. Um, so those are the best places to reach me. All right. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there, you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising the early days, how they got their customers. We do these every single week with another, you know, really great founder that has been on the podcast. Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you were kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, Go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.